When you go to a shop that is trying to get rid of human beings that understand how to process this stuff and do more volume to make up the Mm -hmm. difference, they're also paying their people less money, which means they're not crazy motivated to get your stuff done on time. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. Hello, everyone. Yeah. I just got back from a pretty cool trip. Maybe we'll talk about that today. I don't don't know whether we will or not. Look at that teaser. Teaser. Stick around. You don't know. We are going to talk about something pretty cool today. And I think, Heather, this, I think this comes from feedback, right? Yes. So this is really important. Everybody listen up. Sometimes it's really helpful to have a medium that we can explain uh, processes and systems in a wide reach, such as a podcast. Mm-hmm. It comes in handy sometimes. <laughs> it does. And today we're going to talk about something that is... Well, I I think in the past, it's been kind of an issue. Present, it's an issue. And I think future, it's only going to get, it's only become more of an issue. And the reason is because I think that as we take human beings out of certain processes, well, there's some things that, you know, potentially are left. I guess they're just left to open for, you know, any kind of interpretation, right? Yeah. Uh, And that is really unfortunate. So to that end, Let's discuss uh, lending a little bit more today. I think that everyone assumes that if you can call a lender and they're licensed in the state where you want to buy a property, which is a first hurdle, then, and they have good rates, that that's it, right? That's who you should go with. Well, let's not forget low rates, low fees. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's kind of this assumption that that's the best course of action because it means more cash flow, right? So while lower rate does usually translate to low to higher cash flow on the property, there are so many other things to consider in choosing a lender. And can I put this into a different context really quick? Because we talked about realtors and commissions not very many shows ago. At this point, it could have been a lot of shows ago. I actually don't remember, but we did talk about it. (laughs) It happened. And it was kind of that that whole, you get what you pay for thing. And I discussed very openly who it is that I hire to sell my houses, my personal residence. And then we also discussed retail agents that we refer our, our clients out to. They are not, let me just state this as clear as possible. The people that I hire are not the least expensive people. Mm-mm. because I do not want to step over dollar bills to pick up nickels. Okay. I'd prefer to step over nickels and pick up dollar bills. Okay. Or hundred dollar bills. And that's what happens. I see posts constantly from one of the realtors that I've hired where he's, you know, he's taken over properties in current market conditions. Now this is like last week kind of stuff that houses that wouldn't sell in Charleston in today's market. There's literally no, in, there's no inventory. Yeah, so there's no exactly. excuse for anything to sit. Yeah. Couple of tweaks. They put it back on the market for the same price and they get offers $50,000, $75,000 over asking price cash close now. Right? So what's the difference? What's the difference? You, you have an expert. You have someone who's helping you 
who gets it. I mean, I, this is a good example of this, Ron. I talked to a client who is not a novice in real estate and she was selling a property that they own close by their home. And she said, I was mind blown, Heather. Like, have you heard of this? And I said, what? And she said, my agent knew it was under rented. And she said, well, just pay a credit at closing for the difference between the low, between where it's at and where it should be at closing. And you'll be able to have, you know, you maybe pay $5,000 at closing and you'll have $45,000 of higher list price. And she was mind blown. And I said, well, yeah, I've heard of that, but I'm also, I mean, I do this all the time, right? Like that's my, I mean, that's my area. <laughs> Heather might've heard of that. I don't know. But I'm just saying like, it was really interesting to me. And she said, I was just so grateful because otherwise we were just going to reduce the price to make the numbers work. So having an expert who understands it, understands, I mean, I don't know the local Vegas market, so I wouldn't have been super helpful on that end, but on the rental property end, right? So having an expert that knows your local market and understands things like that, I mean, that's money, literally money. It literally, in the case I just said, it was $75,000 more. And, you know, I'm not even sure that the other person was cheaper. I'm, I'm not even sure they were cheaper. But I do know that you can go out and list your property for like, you know, 500 bucks on the MLS. And if you think that you can do as good of a job as a professional in the market, well, you just don't, you just don't know what you don't know. I mean, that, that's the reality of the situation. That's why I hire professionals and I hire professionals that aren't cheap, but that are yeah. very, very good. So don't, don't hire expensive ones that suck, obviously, yeah. but man, you, you really get what you pay for. And we could go on and on about the whole realtor thing. We already did a segment on it. Okay. <laughs> it's true. So now let's pivot Heather into lending because this is kind of frustrating for me. I know it is for you too. This is a yeah. frustration that we have because this ain't our first rodeo, so to speak. No. Right. Been doing this since 2005. We have sold thousands and thousands and thousands of properties. We know a couple things. So let yeah. us share with you a couple of things that we know, because this is important. Yeah, I think, I think you have several differences in lending and what type of loans, right? So starting there, these are investment loans. And as it is, the rate is higher than a primary residence loan, right? Any type of conventional loan for a primary residence. Yep. So, and they just, I think we talked about this, but they just changed it where interest rates are even higher for investment loans versus a primary residence loan. So that margin is now wider between the two rates. So that is confusing a lot of people. They're thinking, man, this lender's gouging me and they just don't know what that it what happened and how it's always been that way and now that margin is now greater than it used to be yeah and i want to make another really important point okay because you'll get some lenders who act like a professional yeah and tell you some really cool tricks to lower your rate like mm -hmm. if you just use a second home you can lower your rate yeah. Which I guess might work, except for if you're buying a property that has a tenant in the property. Minor problem. It's going to be a little challenging for you to qualify for that. And here's what's going to happen. They're going to get all the way through the yeah. loan process. You're going to be almost done. And then they're going to be like, what? 
there's a yes. tenant in here. We can't do this. Yep. And then all of the things that you thought were saving you money are going to cost you a pretty good chunk of change. Yeah. You have an appraisal that, you know, you may have to go all the way back to the drawing board and that's, you know, 500, 600 bucks, depending on a single family. Maybe it's a little higher if you're buying multifamily, which it's hard to push a second home on a multifamily project, but still it's, it just, uh, this is, that's such a bad idea. Yeah. It's such a bad idea. I hate to throw the F word around on this show, but I'm going to anyway. Heather's scared right now. I'm like, what are you doing? You should see her face. If you're not watching YouTube, you should just go look this segment up on <laughs> YouTube. Heather's face just went completely changed. <laughs> that is potentially mortgage fraud because mm. you knew that was yeah. the F word, Heather. Mortgage yeah, you fraud. You scared me for a second, man. I was you like, guys, excuse you, me? You haven't ever heard me say that word. Come on now. I haven't. Mortgage fraud. Would you get caught? Probably not. Probably not. Is it worth it? Probably not to yeah. save three quarters of a point or a point on an interest rate. Come on, people. Yeah. You know, I as think, Biden would say, come on, man. I think the other thing that people don't realize is maybe they can do an investment loan and maybe they can do it in the area where you're purchasing and everything's humming along, except they're extremely slow, which we have seen. Mm -hmm. The lenders with very low rates are pummeled with business. And so they are so slow that it's causing delays in closing. And our clients are paying out the nose in rate lock extension fees yep. because the lender's not ready yet. They locked rate because rates have been volatile. And the lender told them, they, you know, oh, yeah, we'll close it in time. I bet I've seen this half a dozen times in the last six weeks that it here's, is brutal. Here's another thing, Heather. I mean, the fact that a bank has a program for an investment property loan mm -hmm. doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Yes. doesn't mean their processors have ever processed one. It doesn't mean any of that. And when Fannie Mae starts to change its guidelines to compress the market so they don't have as many of those loans, mm -hmm. the last possible thing you want is an inexperienced LO, excuse me, an inexperienced loan officer and an inexperienced processing team on your file that's mm -hmm. overworked and probably underpaid. That's the last possible thing you want. Let me give you a little insider baseball tip on this, okay? Investment property loans are, they're the least profitable loan for a loan officer. So in the great grand scheme of things, if a loan officer has 30 loans, let's say, that they're trying to close this month and 29 of them make them some big bucks, and your tiny little one doesn't make them hardly squat and it's a royal pain in their butt because they don't know what they're doing, guess which one's going to get pushed? Yeah. Bottom of Oops. the pile. We've been in the industry for so long and I've seen that so many times that we'll ask for priority unless we have a long-term relationship with a lender and they, you know, they know future business is coming that push has literally fallen on deaf ears. Like, they don't hey, care. this is a really urgent file, whatever reason. They don't care. Yeah, no. They have and why would they? Loans. Ask yourself the same question. <laughs> yes. Why would you care? If yes. it were you, why would you care? Exactly. It's one loan. So let's go through a couple of these. And not all I'm, these loans, but there's my these- My temperature's rising. I'm like- Right? I'm, this is irritating. So there's these, okay. 
Costco does these loans, right? Mm -hmm. Big box retail chains are now getting into the lending business. Do you think now, for sure, if you're a Costco member, they're probably going to quote you a pretty good rate and they're probably not going to have a lot of fees. Mm -hmm. But do you think that Costco is going to know what they're doing on investment property loan? Especially if they're just getting into it. Or like, you know what I mean? And they don't, what I understand is their structure is there's no loan officers, that it's mostly just processors. So yeah. there is, that's and, why the fees are lower. So. And the processors are under, look at, listen, listen, when you go to a shop that is trying to get rid of human beings that understand how to process this stuff and do more volume to make up the mm -hmm. difference, they're also paying their people less money which yeah. means they're not crazy motivated to get your stuff done on time, right? Yep. And there's a bunch of these big box retail giant things, right? And they're trying really hard and maybe one day they'll get there, but they're sure not there yet No. with all of the tech that they're bringing to the table. Because on a normal home loan, there's a really clearly defined process to it. There's not a whole lot of stipulations. It kind yeah. of is black and white. Yeah. And for those loans, they're not that hard. You probably could do it. You still would have a, a timing issue in today's market. I mean, there's no way if I were trying to buy my personal residence that I would let my personal residence even be in one of those hands mm -hmm. because timing is critical. I mean, in, in 30 days, the, your property that you're buying could go up $25,000, $75,000, depending on what happens with the, with the inventory levels in your marketplace. And if you can't close they'll sell it to somebody else for cash. Yeah. This is not a market in which you want to be with some newbie or with some company that doesn't care. You just don't. Yeah, it's true. And I think the, I mean, there's also some nuances on investment loans because most of our clients are business owners or, you know, at least they have LLCs for their properties, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a simple, here's my W-2 you know, here's my income. It's mm -hmm. more complicated. And there's so many things that lenders know and basically hacks to help you so that you are not going to get stuck in underwriting forever. Right. So if you have someone that's not familiar with those things, that's partly why they take so long and they'll blame it on the client and say, well, they transferred a bunch of money back and forth from their business to their personal account. I'm going, well, yeah, they're business owners. Like that's what they do. Whereas using a lender that's well-versed in this stuff, he'll warn of that stuff ahead of time. Like, Hey, we have a 30 or 60 day window to close this loan. We're mid rehab or whatever. And here's a couple things to know so that we don't have a problem in underwriting. Right. I mean, oh my gosh, like saving or, 30 days of your life <laughs> or upfront or upfront yeah. Heather, True. Yeah. not getting into a deal where you have paid, you have paid earnest money and you've gone past your inspection periods. There's no way out now. Right. Mm -hmm. And you've already paid for an appraisal potentially an in inspection, rate. you're out like $2,000 and you get to a point and they go, oh, we don't know what to do with the depreciation schedule and your taxes. <laughs> yeah. Any of a number of other things, right? We've had these lenders go, well, they own all these properties. When you take all the mortgages off, I mean, their debt to income ratio is horrible. I'm like, well, you, did you add back in the rent? Yeah. You get to count 75% of the rent. Oh, I'm yep. like, okay. I've okay. done that so many times. What are we doing here? 
What are we doing here? <laughs> when you teach the loan officer, I mean, I've, I have no mortgage background whatsoever, but when I teach loan officers, that's a big problem, right? If they don't know those basic things like that, mm, no words. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly no words, right? And this is very similar to, we did another episode on um, property management companies. Man, if you think that you can go out and interview property management companies and actually tell who's good and you haven't been doing it for a couple of decades, yeah, you're going to screw it up. And it's the same thing with these. Loan officers are salespeople. They're salespeople. Yeah. So of course, they're going to sell you on their ability to do the loan. That doesn't mean they can. That doesn't mean they can. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing. Okay, it's not Costco. Maybe it's US Bank. And you're like, Psh, US Bank, they're huge. Yeah. They can do it. Bank of America, they're huge. They can do it. Mm. Wells Fargo, yeah. Mm, no. Maybe the bank can. That's probably true. I know that Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, and Bank of America all have programs for this. That doesn't mean the loan officer can do it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, it's anyway. I yeah, think, I'm frustrated um, just even talking about this. Okay. So, Heather, let's transition into how we do business. Okay. Yeah. And because I think it's really important, like if you're going to call in and you want to do business with us, with any of our suppliers, which if any of you have done business with us, you know, we are very open about everybody with which we do business. My, my CPA, mm -hmm. you know, tax attorney, whatever you need, we got it. We'll ship it over to you. No problem. Right. Use the same people we use freely. We will refer you out to these people. Yeah. But if you want to do business with us, and you're going to cause a problem for everyone else trying to do business with us, you don't get to do business with us. No. Now that may this, sound harsh, yeah. but that's just the reality of the situation. In what do I mean by that, right Heather? Now, well, it's so competitive right now, so competitive to get properties. And we are getting more properties than we did last year, despite how intense it is. And most of it is referrals. And a lot of that is, it is so important that we close on time. These are people who have very expensive loans on their end. The sellers do hard money loans. A lot of times high interest, big deadlines that if they don't hit them, they're paying big penalties. And so if we can't close on time habitually, especially then they won't work with us anymore and we'll lose supply of property. And what does that mean? Right? So we lose supply of property. We lose part of our reputation capital that we have, right? That Huge. we wield mm -hmm. on your behalf. Yep. But all of you and all of the thousands of clients we have waiting for properties, right? They all lose the opportunity because someone wanted to step over dollar bills to pick up nickels. Yep. And I'm sorry, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do it. And honestly, the other thing that we haven't discussed is we have a team that helps our clients walk through this process and they're fantastic, right? And yep. they will interface between the seller and the lender, between the buyer and the seller, back and forth, back and forth, right? All day long. And it helps to streamline, but it also saves our clients a ton of time. We don't have to do that. We could put more of the burden on our clients to answer all the yeah, lenders' we questions. We could save the money. Yeah, but it's such a better experience. Most of our clients have jobs. They're busy. And so the time 
sucker <laughs> that it is. We had a client who needed a certain type of loan. And so he is still not closed. And I just get emails just about every day that the seller wants to cancel and they'll just lose their earnest money. And it's a 1031 exchange and it's a total train wreck. And he has said over and over again, I should have just gone with your lender. I cannot believe the time I've spent trying to jump in the middle and get this handled because again, they don't really care. They don't have a relationship with us and they don't communicate you. with us or, yeah. you. or you. Yeah. And a good simple example is they ordered an appraisal wouldn't listen to us as to who the correct point of contact was to get into the property quicker. They just kept reaching out to the property manager for three weeks, three and weeks. They, and listen, you guys got to understand because of our illustrious leaders in our government, we can't communicate yeah. with them. Right. And if there's a breakdown between the bank and our internal team that is helping do all of this, guess what? There's no communication, none. So mm -hmm. appraisers sitting out on an island all by themselves with no communication, no communication with the bank because the bank doesn't care. We get no communication from the bank because the bank doesn't care. And the mm -hmm. client is having to push all of this back up through the bank who doesn't yeah. care. Yep. They don't, they don't care. Guess what? If they do a little bit of work and the deal blows up, they don't lose any money because who is responsible for paying for the appraisal? You are. Mm -hmm. Who pays for the inspection? You do. Who sent the earnest money in? You do. Yep. You're the one who's losing all of the money. They're not. They're not out of anything except for a little yeah. bit of time and some frustration. And then they're probably in the back of their mind going, I'm never doing that again. I'm going to mm -hmm. stick to this stuff over here that pays me a two or three times what I make on an investment property loan. So let's go to fees because that's another one that's really important. We've talked ad nauseum now about the ineffectiveness of this, but we've also talked about rates being lower, but we've not talked about fees. Most people have no idea what actually goes into creating this loan and closing it. And sometimes I think to our fault, we've taken the majority of that off of our clients' plates. They literally have no idea what it takes to close a loan. Yeah, because there's so much. It's like the duck that is sitting on the water calmly. You know, the the little feeder down there just going crazy, <laughs> right? It's like that. You cannot tell what's happening on the back end of this. Mm -hmm. And so, what's a loan worth? What should you pay a loan officer who is a professional and knows how to close these loans and close them quickly and get you still get you fantastic rates? What's it worth? Yeah. We have people who think that job is worth $250 to $500. If that is the amount of money you're willing to pay the person who's going to work on your behalf for the next 30 days, then we will happily and gladly refer you to any of the other people who do what we do. Yeah. I think it comes back to our core, oh, what is it around the core focus or our vision that through service, we build people that what we do we care about the people, but on all aspects of the transaction, not just one side. And the lender is a great example of that. I actually told a client recently, like I wouldn't even let you try to see if our lender will match that price because we won't even allow them to work for nope. nothing. I'm like, they can't support their families on that. And it, <laughs> the mindset that it's all about how much money you're saving 
and not at all considering who you're doing business with and building people and building their families, good people, right? People who do a good job, not just paying somebody just to pay somebody. Right? And who actually care. Yeah. They actually care about your 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. They actually care about your closing timeline. And if something goes wrong, they'll actually pay money out of their own pocket to fix it if they screwed it up. Yeah. Right? Those kind of people, they just cost a little bit more money. Not even a ton. Not even a ton because we negotiated on the front side with all of these people. And mm-hmm. so their rates and their fees are very attractive when you look at other people who are professionals in this particular field. Yeah. I, and yeah, sorry, what? I'm a little bit passionate about this because, you know, When you go beat the hell out of somebody to the point where they're working literally for free Mm -hmm. for 30 days on your behalf and you turn around and start high-fiving everybody after you get off the phone, we don't want to work with you. Yeah, you're not. I don't know how to say it any more clear, folks. Take all of the information that you get off the podcast and go find somebody else to work with. It's pathetic. I think because it doesn't align with who we are. So it will feel like turbulence the entire transaction because our core values don't align. And so it's bigger than just, it's annoying to us. Or I know having done this for so many years that the clients with that mindset, man, it's really tough. The whole transaction's really tough. And not just the transaction, mm -hmm. post-transaction, post-closing. It's really, really tough because they do the same thing to the property management companies. And the property management companies, we've already talked about this, their margins are razor thin. Mm -hmm. They don't have any room. And if you go beat the hell out of them, the same thing's going to happen. Yeah. Ultimately, they're going to fire you. And we've had several, not several, but we've had a few people who've gotten fired by their management companies because they were untenable to work with yeah. for this very reason. Like everything was their fault and every single thing they should pay for. You can't do that. And people who are in business have to be able to make some money just like you do at your job mm-hmm. or your business. So I think we flogged that horse plenty, <laughs> Heather. And I don't know how I could be more direct. I think I was actually blunt. Well, I think one last well, thing I would add, <laughs> no, it's, I think sometimes it's helpful to have this conversation without, you know, risk of offending somebody because we're talking to the masses, right? So you can be a little more direct maybe, but I, at least for myself, I'm not, Ron's way more direct than I am. But the other thing that I would add is that Lacey, our action coordinator, she meets with all the lenders, usually several times a week, but at least a standing weekly call and goes through all the files. And we last year closed hundreds of files. Mm -hmm. And if we had, and think about this in your own business, right? If we had to, if we allowed anyone to use whatever lender they wanted, who offered the best rate and had the best fees and is inexperienced in these loans, like we painted that picture pretty clear, It would just cannibalize our productivity or her productivity specifically, but everybody's because we'd be running around chasing our tail all day instead of having a system and a process. So when a client uses their own lender, we end up having to interface with a one-off lender and half the time they won't talk to us because we're not on the contract Mm -hmm. or Lacey isn't off. They're not authorized to speak with you. And so we have to go to the client every few days, right? And say, Hey, What's happening? Has your appraisal been ordered? You know, things like that. Yeah. And not only that, but that's the reason why we don't help people buy off of the MLS. Yeah. It's the exact same reason. We have a process. This is like a, it's like a conveyor belt of properties. 
And we want to make sure that we're turning out the same thing every time. And Mm -hmm. we have to work with people who understand the process. And when we onboard new people into that process, whether they're a lender or a supplier or any of the other many people who go into making a deal work, it takes weeks and weeks for them to start to understand what the process is. And, you know, Lacey is very involved in making sure that they understand what the process is. And and all of that process is to make your lives better. That's the whole reason for it. Mm-hmm. It's the reason we've been, that we do business the way that we do it. We've learned a couple of things over the past, what is it now? 17 <laughs> years, 16 yeah. years, whatever it is. Yeah. We've learned a few things over the thousands of transactions about what works and what doesn't work to make your lives easy. And this is one of them. So when we refer out anyone on any team in any part of the transaction, we're doing it for your benefit. So yeah, ending on a positive note. I know. I'm like, oh, that was heavy. (laughs) Ending on a positive note. If you're out there and you're trying to figure out how to do this, I mean, call us. We can make this so easy for you. It's just super easy. And it's because of all of the lumps on the head that we've had over the years. You don't need to have them. It's not necessary for you to have them. We've already taken them. We've been beaten and bruised. And because of that, we can tell you what works. Simple as that. And in a market like this, guys, that's pretty critical. So I was just on a trip, went to Memphis, and I'm trying to get more inventory. This is like the it's like my full-time job now, right? Trying to get Heather, just trying to get inventory for, yeah. for all of you out there, right? Because we have people waiting We're for inventory. We're both spending time doing it. Plus we have a staff member dedicated to it. So it's, yeah. And, you know, being able to go there and say, hey, we've got, when we're talking to new people, new suppliers, having the systems and the structure built all in place and being able to convey that to them, that this is going to be not only a good thing for them, but it's an easy thing for them as well. That's really important. And then if we start to put those properties into the funnel and it's not easy, they leave and then everybody loses it, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody loses because all of the people on my team buy those very same properties. We all buy them. And so we're all losing, you're losing, everybody's losing. Instead, let's all win together. So take this and take it out when you're buying your own personal residence. Ask for and look for the best realtor, the best loan officer, the best of everything, right? The best inspectors, the best everything. When you do that, be willing to pay for their expertise. And I promise you, it will work out really, really well. Just like it has for me, for Heather, and Mm -hmm. for countless other people who do that on a regular basis. And it doesn't have to be just real estate. Do that in every aspect of your life. Pay for the best. Yeah. And you won't be disappointed. Preach. Simple. Amen. <laughs> Pretty simple. All yeah. right, guys. Next week, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff, too. There's a bunch of policy changes. So we're going to talk about one of them. And <laughs> I'm going to give you my opinion about it. It should be fun. Shocker. I'm surprised. I'm not, I'm not very opinionated at all. And after today, you guys know for a fact I'm not. So <laughs> next week will be fun because we're going to talk about something that's new and exciting. And we'll, well, that's it. Two teasers today. We didn't talk about either one of them today. And we're going to talk about them next week. So we will see you here again. And until next week, get out there and make something happen. 
This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.